Hey guys, it's Liz Kelly. The NBA season is in full swing and the NFL playoffs are right around the corner. So make sure you check out The Ringer's original videos that go up weekly featuring our very own staff writers. Every Wednesday, Roger Sherman provides free sports lessons for the internet at large. And every Thursday, Kevin Clark's worst picks of the week let you know what not to bet on. And lastly, every Friday on NBA Desktop, Jason Concepcion offers up his thoughts on the latest drama around the NBA. For the remainder of the NBA and NFL season, you can find all of these videos on our YouTube channel. Welcome to Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and I am, of course, joined by Mr. Vince Carter and Mr. Kemp Bazemore. How's it going, guys? What's happening? Hey, Jeremy Lynn is now in the hot seat. Yeah, there. What's up, bro? <laughs> you got to stop with that. <laughs> Have a seat, sir. justice. Oh. <laughs> he start. Your mic's oh, right man. there. Pull it to wherever feels comfortable for you. Let's talk about how Jeremy started a riot last hey, night. freaking... Text riot last Uh-oh. night. Oh, yeah, we'll like, get there. Great. We'll get there. <laughs> I can't wait. I really can't wait. I am feeling insane because I am joined by Lynn Sanity and Vince Sanity. But don't nailed it. Oh, oh Baze is sleeping. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, I guess that wasn't that funny. But Jer- <laughs> Jeremy Lynn is now with us. Jeremy, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for taking time for us on this off day. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we know you know you were busy, so you know. Sorry. You have a lot going on in yeah, Oklahoma I think you know, City. I think you know my exact schedule. So. <laughs> <laughs> what is your exact schedule? Uh, whatever they send out at the night before. Right. <laughs> so, so not a lot today. Yeah. Uh, not too much. A not little too much. a little kickback time for you. Yeah. Best best city to uh, have an off day, Oklahoma City. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, I feel okay. I don't. No, I went to the gym today. It's not, I don't know. It's not great. No, sir. He can't sit still, man. No, sir. Oh, no. I had to go to test it out. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I you like, oh, no, yeah, I didn't pull last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you right. were like, oh, I had to go play. Got to get it. Oh, no, 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 no. You're older now, brother. Jeremy, I will say we missed you um, for Baze's little intro, uh, his strike throwing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Right. TP filled in for you, and that was the weirdest thing i've ever yeah, seen in my he life he, like, he needs to review the umpire rules he went like this he was like strike <laughs> yeah he was yeah hanging there but we'll, he we'll was adamant about being the umpire oh, too, really? by the way. Yeah, yeah. tp are you with me kev kev is good kev is smooth. kev is good yeah. Kev is good yeah he's, he's nice and smooth kev what bert herder yeah kev, kev bert, bert herder Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, when you guys sent that picture for a quick second, I thought it was me because he's, <laughs> oh, he's yellow because he's yellow and his hair. And I was like, bro, are they trying to roast me? How did I get pulled into this? <laughs> I was about to screenshot and like color it red. But I just had to get it out there. That's a, You guys have like a group chat, I'm guessing, that you oh, sent this out in? Yeah. Man, that, that group chat. I feel like Kevin's a pretty good sport, though. It was on fire last uh, year. Yes, Kev's a good sport. Yeah, he is. And Omari is actually a, a good sport. Yeah. You know, he tends to be the butt of the joke a lot. <laughs> actually, And he's a good sport about it? Believe it or not. Yeah. He yeah. fires back. He yeah, fires he does. back. He protects himself. I like that. Good for him. That's that's you know that's what we're trying to teach. You know, stand up for yourself. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You get knocked sure. down though. <laughs> stand up. Get back up. Yeah. Yeah. Which segues into your point about where we start, where it started. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about how it started last night with your poem? So I set it up. <laughs> so basically, the 
the morning of the game, shoot around, mm-hmm. one of our Yesterday? rookies, yes, was a little tardy. Oh. And um, <laughs> he's into he, he's into poetry. Okay. So, Are we not? We're not naming names right yeah, now. Yeah, I think you'll figure it out in a second. Yeah. So he's into poetry. <laughs> I know who he, you're talking about. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Amari, oops. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he, um, <laughs> there it is. He, he was late, and then Jeremy's like, you know what? We should write a poem called TikTok. <laughs> and, well, no, it was not like he's late one time. Like he's right. he's. It's yeah, yeah it's he's, getting old. he's late he's, as often as he's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's about fifty fifty split. Pretty not close, that bad, but close. Okay. Pretty close. Like, and we're only twenty games in, big fella. Come on, man. So he was like, "Yo, you know, a great. Uh, I'll write a great poem called TikTok about. You know, I set the alarm, but the alarm didn't go off. It was great. <laughs> so after the game, you know, we lost. Uh, but it was like a, a great. It was like perfect timing, great pick me up, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's phone. You look up, and it's like TikTok. And he had a poem. And <laughs> next thing you know, the bus is like busts out laughing. And now it's just like pew, darts thrown everywhere. Oh, pew, pew, man. That's amazing. Can you and read it? Rookie Rose Chronicles, volume two. That was yeah, pretty funny. Well, look, I only sent a poem, which is actually pretty. Uh, it's actually pretty good. It was pretty lighthearted. Mm-hmm. The, the true assassin in this is, is uh, <laughs> Mr. Bazemore. none other than Mr. Bazemore, who Man. is just going at these rookies and making them just not feel good about themselves. Hey, That's man. what a veteran's supposed Humble to do, pie, though, right? And then, yeah. Hey, and then Tor- Torian actually joined in, too. Oh, yeah. There's some Torian good ones. and DeAndre. Yeah, there were some good ones. There's some good ones. But, but it, was, uh, it was a short poem. It was a 10-liner. It okay. was a TikTok. Is this like a haiku or something? I don't know if the name's like Honestly, uh, it I might be, it. but I'm not really that sure. That's close. That's what, that what I would say. Um, okay. We'll go with it. A man was fading into a deep slumber, but forgot to set an alarm. <laughs> Late again. <laughs> Yet this man was fading again into a deep, deep slumber, but he set an alarm. No longer late. TikTok. <laughs> Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's that's you get, a Harvard education right there. Is? Well, now I know. I figured you to show me that picture. Oh, that's Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, all right. Well, you can't even. The good thing is you can't show it on a podcast. <laughs> right. It's all right. audio. Right. 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 Oh, man. Right. Right. You guys can't oh. see what we're talking about. And the other one. Oh, that, man. The first one. No, the first one. <laughs> oh, man. I have a really funny one to show you, by the way, later. Is that's that real? That's him? Does it look like him? <laughs> I mean, I see the resemblance. I'm not naming names. Somebody turned Amari into a, a big green. Oh, my uh, goodness. A, a big green, like, gummy or something like that. that oh, was, the flubber. That was flubber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the first one was, man, you you woke up. You know, cause Who's he, that supposed to be? That's all he comes oh, in. Oh, because right. he oh, he's tired? Yes. <laughs> he just woke up this late. Is started. TikTok. It started with, you know, the boxer basically is a boxer with a bunch of bruises under his eyes, <laughs> right. swollen face. He basically, he's like, man. So when he walked in, he's like, man, you all swollen face? And that's where it started. And it was just. It was all downhill. From downhill there. for the young fellas. Well, but at these least they're good sports know. about it. Yeah. You know, when I was young, we would get on the bus going to school. And we had to get on the bus at like, probably like. 6.45, you know, super early. I miss those mornings. You know, my 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 commute to my high school was like an hour, hour 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So we had nothing else to do. You know, with joke, you know, you got to defend yourself. So this is something I kind of learned how to do one of my trades, my, my work of arts. <laughs> hidden, hidden talent. Right. But he had a lot of those tucked oh, away. Oh, yeah, you got to have, you, for yeah, you, do day. Your, you do your research. You know don't worry, I, mean? I have one for you to add to it, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I don't, oh, don't want to be held this responsible for it, but I, I, I saw it on Twitter. It's like an emoji with some hair. Right. I'll show you later. It's pretty good. Mm. 
It's pretty good. <laughs> she said, I'll say this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that made him he run did go, off. He did go to his barber today. <laughs> he did. This is probably why. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy, we have a couple segments we want to go through with you. Um, a little bit about you, a little bit about when you got into the league. And then we have fan questions from our new segment called In My DMs. Um, that we will that we will go through with you. Yeah, Lord. man. We want to know all about Lynn's sanity. I watched um great little video of you earlier today, but tell us a little bit about playing at Harvard. What it was like to play in an Ivy League? Uh, kind of just how you got to where you are today. Man, that's uh not sure where to start or where to go with this. Other than I never saw any of it coming. I I didn't even see college basketball coming. So I remember my. High school coach pulled me to the side and was like, um, I think you should consider playing in college. And I was like, no, like, I don't know. A couple years later, I'm sending my tapes out. I can't get any scholarships. I can't get D3 teams to look at me. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about this. Luckily, um, Harvard came through. Uh, they can't offer, Ivy Leagues can't offer, you know, athletic scholarships. So Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So basically, my, my only two options were um, – Harvard and MIT, and uh, my mom was dying, pushing me so hard to go to MIT. Um, <laughs> yeah, crazy. and for me, I, I just didn't want to go to the East Coast. I wanted to stay in Cali. I wanted to go to Stanford, UCLA, Cal, anything in the Pac-10, anything close to home. But uh, then I went to Harvard. That was uh, quite an experience. You know, when I first got there, I remember professors were like, you know, you can only miss two classes. And because our schedule, game schedule, we we're going to miss more than that. And so he was like, you just had to tell your coach uh, which games you want to attend and which ones you don't. Dang. I was like, man, where what? am I? What did I sign up for? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, so, okay, this is uh, not what I hear about when it comes to college athletes. But, um, again, that the whole transformation of the program, Tommy Amaker comes in. Next thing you know, by our senior year, we are – you know, competing, beating Boston College and sellouts every every game and, you know, um, just crazy, crazy environments. So that was, that, you know, that's how it all started. And then I went to the workout scene, the NBA draft scene, went undrafted. And I mean, I'm a man of faith and I know, I just know that like at the 11th hour, whether it was college, because how I got in was like my second to last game in an AU tournament that got scouted and I had just, I was injured the whole summer and I finally played in that tournament. Then the next tournament after a kid passed away. And so I really only had like three or four games to show myself to the scouts. That's how I got to college basketball. And then the same thing coming out, I only had a few games in summer league and boom, 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 a couple injuries and a spot opened up for me. And I got to play against John Wall and that's how I got into the NBA. Who did you play with in summer league? I played with Dallas. Dallas. And so, and that was crazy too, because that was the only team of the thirty teams that were going to give me a spot. I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a summer league roster spot um, on any of the, Sorry. on any of the thirty teams. So when I say like every, <clears throat> everything down to the eleventh hour, insanity was the same thing. Um, I had gotten cut twice, but again, Houston was trying to keep me, so they told me to stick around, and they were trying to trade another one of their guaranteed spots, but it didn't work out. So they actually cut me twenty four hours later than they were supposed to. And because of that, then Iman Shumpert gets hurt, and there's this 48-hour waiver wire window. Right. Yeah. And so that's the only reason why I was able to get picked up by the Knicks is because oh. I was still in that 48-hour. It was just time wow. after time after time. And then, like, I could tell you more stories, man. Even Linsanity, the first breakout game, um, again, lockout year is what every – we might have a lockout every 10, 20 years. And so it was that years. year. And only in lockout seasons do you have a back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back. 
and the Knicks had only one back to back to back, and my breakout game was the third game. Wow! In that back, in that one back to back to back, and again, a big reason why I was able to play was because everyone else was so tired, right? Right. And so right, D'Antoni's right. like, "Man, we're just gonna throw this kid in there," and it was like a week before the the cut deadline, or a couple weeks before the cut deadline, or whatever it was. So again, eleventh uh, hour type thing. Um, so that's why for me, my I, I'm always like. I had to give God the glory because right. it's like I, I put I, you know I work hard, but there's so many times you work hard and things don't work out. Mm-hmm. But you just need sometimes you just need other things to happen. I ended up writing a list of like all the things that had to happen out of my control, and like I had like thirteen to fifteen things on there of just things that were just miracles. Um, and if any one of those things didn't happen, I would probably be overseas or wow. at home or doing something mm-hmm. else. What did you major in? Econ. Wow. Yeah. You don't have any gray hair. That's impressive. I would be stressed <laughs> to freak out. <laughs> I was so, yeah, I was so stressed, man. It was it was bad. But it let's talk bad. about that because I'm like, okay, for, for the average basketball player who right. goes through that, it's easy when that door closes, maybe two or three doors close, you know, they say, all right, that's it. Right. Or they result to plan B, C, whatever. Um, how were you able to to get through that? And still have that faith. Oh, yes, your faith. I understand that. But sometimes did you, at some point, did you say, that's not enough? I need, you know, did you have somebody to constantly in your corner to talk to? Or it's just like, For sure. I'm just going to fight it out until that last door is closed? No, like, I wish I could say that. But there were many times where I was like, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Um, and my family, the people around me. They were like, no, like, we're not letting you, basically. I actually uh, took my stuff out of the Houston locker room. I emptied my locker, and I told my agent, I said, call him, tell him I'm, I'm out. Wow. And mm. so um, this was during training wow. camp. It was one of the morning practices. We had practice at night. So I took all my stuff, put it in a bag. I took it, and I was like, I'm out. Uh, tell him to cut me. Like, I'm, I'm good. And uh, and he was on the phone with me for like two hours. So my agent is Roger Montgomery, and he uh, was a boutique agency. Now he's with Rock Nation. But again, he's a super strong believer. And like when I say I was stressed, like it was bad. Like I couldn't. I had like anxiety issues. I couldn't eat. I, I couldn't sleep because I because my whole life I had been an underdog, and so it was easy. You just fly under the radar. That's that's what I've known. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I signed with the Warriors, and I had Asia. Like I had a continent, dude. It was crazy. Like ruined for me, and I'm like, dude, I don't know how to handle this. (laughs) And I'm playing in my hometown. All my boys bought season tickets. Like, (laughs) you know, I played a Harvard gym that seats barely a few, and and all of a sudden I'm playing in front of eight thousand nine. Like I, I just everything took me by storm. And so when I say the pressure got to me, the anxiety got to me. Like I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. I would my agent would be on the phone with me for an hour and a half, two hours before every D League game, um, just like trying to get my mind right. Um, when I wanted to quit, when I wanted to walk away, he made me he made me bring all my stuff back into the Houston locker room for night practice. It was embarrassing. I had my bag with me, had all my shoes, my like everything. Yeah, like you know, uh, <laughs> here for practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Like it, people didn't know what I was going well, yeah, through. Yeah, right, it was right. bad. It was really bad. Um, that's why you know. For me to get to this point nine years in, I'm like, house money, you know what I mean? You got that right. 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 Dang. That's wild. What was it like having, like you talked about, you have a whole continent behind you. Like, I've heard you're like, when you go there, it's kind of like Michael Jordan here, right? Type of thing. I'm on Weibo. So, (laughs) before he goes any farther. You're uh, on Weibo and you're not on Instagram? 
hey, you know, whatever. What? I'm on Weibo because I. <laughs> What's up, baby? You good? <laughs> This dude is crazy. I was in China and they encouraged me to to, to get on because I have a, uh, a following in, in China and in Asia. And um, one of the first people I followed was, was Jay Lin. And it's unreal, like the following. And it's funny all the time you see, obviously, you playing um, in uh, Golden State and, and just everything he does is the support and following is just amazing. So when I... Um, when I asked you about coming on the show, I put it on there and everybody was like over the wow. top of the moon, excited about you and everything you do. So that's, it's, I already know, like when he, when you hear what he's got to say, it's just, I, I believe it. Wait, you put it on Weibo? Yeah, I did. Wow. And I people did. went crazy said, for it. I'm not on there. I said, y'all gotta, yeah, you have, well, you have to. Uh, I have a few fans in China. Yeah. I told him, I said, you got to, I, I told him to subscribe so they can actually yeah. hear him. So yeah. he's a bigger part of, you know, our success so far at this feed estate. Should this be winging right it with Vince Carter, Kent Bazemore, and Jeremy Lin? Absolutely. That's he a long title. A lot of credit. That's a long yeah, title. <laughs> but we appreciate you. That's crazy. When you go to China, wherever, Taiwan, what's like the crowds? Like I picture like security having to be crazy. Yeah, there's a, I always go with the same security team. So I usually have like one bodyguard that's just assigned to me that goes everywhere I go, has the room next to me. And then there's a team of usually like, six to eight security and they just go with me everywhere. So That's it's, uh, wild. it's, it's actually, it's, a, it's pretty inconvenient. Cause like, if I just want to <laughs> go to the gym or I want to go anywhere, like you have to get like three vans and move everybody. And, um, but there have been some situations that have been really, really scary. And so, um, I'm all for like safety nowadays. Oh, yeah. Um, we've Better had safe than sorry. weird, 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 weird things happen like people hiding in my vans and oh my like God. people hiding outside my hotel rooms hiding and in the, the stairwells stair it's all of that like yeah. because they want to meet you or like to commit a crime no i mean they want to they want to meet me i mean but so would you hide in a stairwell to get the opportunity oh to, to, my to, God. Be, to be close <laughs> because i mean it's a, it's amazing sorry i guess i watch too much law and order well it's yeah, different they don't, they don't see they don't get to see the nba players that's, that's so there's a, an, another level of fanaticism that's and there's right. also a fanaticism of western culture so there's already like right. you know the us influence mm -hmm. and then on top of that there's the no contact with the us or you know, NBA players on a consistent basis. And then also the fact that I guess I'm, I'm Asian. So it's a different, it's yeah. a different oh, yeah. world there. I mean, as far as like the fandom, it's a totally different. Yeah. World, man. Like uh, um, me being there, I did a, uh, in Shanghai, I did a Yao Ming's game. Oh, and yeah. They were sleeping in the lobbies on the couches with their autographed item. They were sleeping in the stairwell mm -hmm. just to get this to be close and, and say, Hey, you tell me to get, get out fine. Uh, but I, I saw him. Right. Yeah. That's that's you. Got, we got to think about this. That's they stay level. up to three, four in the morning to watch a basketball game, which people do at six, seven p.m. Like it's nothing. Yeah. They, the sacrifice of doing that and going to work. It's, it's a great just, level just, of appreciation. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah to put it in perspective, we had a charity game this summer. We had eighteen million people watch online. Oh, oh my so god! That's um, God. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I, I was on a show. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was on a say, show. Next time, can you put a promo in for the pod? <laughs> but obviously, that that one had a lot of celebrities and musicians and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Jeremy Lin coming soon. Come on, man! How much engagement did that get? Fourteen thousand, and that was two days ago. 
Vince is talking about his Weibo account again. He's really nice. I'm going to have to create me one. How many do you have on Twitter? Do you know? No, I I, honestly have no idea. We'll Um, look later. It's probably, it's got to be like one to two or three. It's not, yeah. But my, yeah, like my, my numbers (laughs) over there are going to (laughs) be, same. are going to be, you know, better. You have almost a million. (laughs) Almost. He has one to two. Wait, you're on Twitter? Somewhat. Yes. Oh, I got, I I got 55,000 guys. (laughs) Yeah. That's great, Baze. At, 24 days, 24 days. Yeah. Well, I have like 2,000. I mean, you're a celebrity. I'm not, but I'm not. I'm you are not even close. I'm. I might have 3,000 before you know it. You're gonna throw your party. You need to check these numbers now. You so, keep, you're, you're trending upward. I'm trending upward. Yes. Well, that's true with the show. Uh, follow me at Annie Finberg. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Cavo Control Center by Cavo is the one remote that does it all. This holiday season, help your loved ones take control of their TV with the gift of Control Center. Control Center cleans up your home theater so you control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote and stop wasting precious time searching for shows. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, or satellite, even your game console, and Control Center handles it all. It's easy to use for everyone, even your father-in-law who can't get the game. There's also a Find My Remote feature, so you don't need to panic if it disappears into the couch. Control Center works with Amazon Alexa and Google Home, so you can even watch TV hands-free. Relax this holiday season and enjoy stress-free TV with Control Center. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code WINGINIT. That's $59.95, 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. Control Center is available at caavo.com and Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo. One remote that does it all. We're starting a new segment called Welcome to the League, where we are going to ask our two hosts, as well as our guests, kind of what their Welcome to the League moment was. Welcome to the League. So, Jeremy, we're going to start with you. If you had one moment, um, I know obviously the Linsanity stuff was crazy, but with a certain player on the floor or a certain play that you were like, Holy crap, I'm in the NBA. Good or bad? Man, I would say the first time was when I played the Lakers and I was guarding Derek Fisher and Kobe was on the floor. And I remember uh, I was just waiting for the ball like in the backcourt. And Derek Fisher just walks right up to me and he's guarding me. He's trying to pick me up three-quarter court. He just walks right up to me and just <laughs> already knew gives, me a, gives me a shoulder to my chest. And I'm like, Chill, like I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And Derek so Fisher's not a like, yeah, <laughs> Derek Fisher's like a Justin yeah. Anderson type body, um, right. like like a strong yeah. dude. But I was scared because it was Derek Fisher, and I had obviously they're you know coming off a, a few really great seasons, and so I didn't really say anything. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably the main moment when I saw when I was playing against the Lakers in Staples. I was like, all right, you know what, this is for real. I'm here. That's awesome. That's crazy. Was what was Lindsay? Give us a. I know we're getting short on time, but give us a quick like. What was your mindset like during the Linsanity stuff? Um, it was just have fun because I was because uh, my agent was basically telling me like you know you're gonna get cut, and this would be the third time that you're gonna get cut this season, which means <laughs> you're cut. <laughs> right, you're pretty. You're pretty, pretty much done. done yeah. Um, and so he was like. My agent Roger was just like, look, man, if you're if you're gonna go out, just make sure you do it playing your brand of basketball because again i talked about the anxiety the pressure and so for the majority i would say 80 percent of my games during my rookie year 
I really didn't play my brand of basketball. Like I didn't feel like I belong. Um, it, the whole thing was just a surprise that I even got there. The whole thing was shock. Like a lot of NBA, a lot of NBA players, they kind of grow up around the game. They know at least people that were in the right, NBA or whatever. Right. It's not a shock yeah. to them. For me, I'm like. My parents are both five six. I don't know a single like I don't know anyone near the NBA. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't even like yeah, even bro. at Harvard, it was never like, hey, you're gonna make the NBA. No one right. was saying that. Like nobody right. yep. was like, yo, you're gonna make it. It was like, hey, you might be able to play professional basketball. Same uh, in who wherever, who who Egypt. who knows? Yeah, exactly. And so for me, when I finally got there, I was just like, man. This is such a shock. And so by the time Linsanity came around, I was already like back against the wall. Like if I'm going out, I'm doing it my way. And I just went swinging for the fences. And uh, you did that. And I did that. And D'Antoni was, I mean, that's one person that I like. uh, D'Antoni is just the ultimate players coach because. I agree. Yeah, man. I I played under him too in L.A. Yeah, the way that he like empowers you. And I remember I had one game where I had nine turnovers and we lost. And he, you know, I got a call from him after the game. He's like, you're all right? And I was like, yeah, it was actually our first loss in during the Linsanity stretch. So we had won seven straight, and then it was our first loss. And he was like, hey, I just want to call to let you know, uh, next game, go ahead and get 20 turnovers. Like, <laughs> He's like, I want you to get 20 turnovers next game. He's like, because if you get 20 turnovers, you'll probably get 40 assists. I just want you going downhill all day, all night. Do not think once about your turnovers or stopping to attack. Like, just play through all of them. And again, that's why I played so well. It's like I had the support this system. coach that was empowering yeah. me constantly Man. in my ear, telling me, go, 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 that's trust awesome. your instincts. And yeah. so a big part of Linsanity is just being in that environment, being in a pick and roll system that's you know suited for my style, and then having coaches around me being like, look, we trust you. We know you're going to make the right play more times than you won't. Like, let it fly. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how I played. Let me ask you guys both. You're thinking your first game that you ever played, NBA, that, that counted, not preseason, that first shot, what were you thinking on that first shot? And did it go in? Can you I'm remember? trying to figure Come out. On, I don't even remember. I can remember my first shot. And that was and like that was 50 20, years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember my first bucket, Yeah, I don't remember my first shot. Okay. Which means it didn't go in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I just remember like, you know, where it was just, you know, you're excited about having that jersey on and, uh, you know, it was. I was curious to think, like, what were you thinking? Like, okay, this is like business as usual. It's like, are you aiming, or just like, just let it fly, see what happened, or did you shoot it over the goal? All I remember like, was, I was drenching sweat, like, you know, from the workout, and you know, I was doing the whole Baysmore thing, celebrating on the sideline. And as soon as I took my warm up off, I was so cold, like <laughs> I was so cold. And that's like, that's all. Like thinking back, that's all I remember. And it was, it was like late in the game. Uh, Mark Jackson was my coach with uh, Golden mm-hmm. State. He would put me in the game with like, you know, 40 seconds to go to, for defensive purposes, switching, switching. And um, uh, shoot, that's all I really remember. But my my first big moment was in the playoffs against the Spurs. We were in San Antonio. He puts me in, um, you know, late in the game. You get a stop. They switch. Uh, I switch. I was going Boris D. He goes to screen for Tony Parker. We switch. He drives, you know, he going left, spinning back right. I play it perfect. I run down, step pass it to me on the break. I make a layup to go. We go up one. So they call a timeout. I'm excited. Ah, everybody's jumping on me. I was, ah. You know, then they run a play from out of bounds. And then Mono Ginobili shoots this, like, high arcer right in my face for game. And that kind of, like, 
killed that. Yeah. That was my welcome to the league moment. What was I your thought most Ray Allen was your welcome to the league moment. Well, oh, yeah. This playoff, yeah. Ray Allen bank, yeah. D, uh, D Wade, Ray Allen, LeBron James, kind of like all on a semi fast break. And I'm the oh, only one back. That. Oh, just, just, so I'm running and running, you know, turn and sprint, turn. D Wade's coming at me. You know, he's all like kind of just, you know, lollygagging. And he shuffles it back at the last second. And I turn around. Ray Allen just picks the ball up like this, right on my head. Boom. <laughs> Second foul, too. It was early in the game. I had to come, out. come out. Walk of shame. <laughs> said the walk of shame. shame. What was your work, uh, your most embarrassing moment, or you feel, and for you, most embarrassing moment? Like, you like, uh, The practice shorts. <laughs> Yo, that Yo, was hilarious. That was hilarious. good. For, for people listening, um, Jeremy wore his practice shorts out during a game. In the game. Well, we haven't um, been practicing checked, so much, man. He checked yeah. in. He played a couple plays, right? He played a couple plays. In his practice this is, my, this is our last preseason game against Miami this year. I was like, dude, I feel like a rookie. Like, just, how does bro, that happen? I don't. I was I just. just I think I was away too long, like from the game. So like, I just wasn't used to my game routine or something, and I right. forgot to switch my shorts. I have no <laughs> idea. I remember taking the ball out and I threw it to him. And I run by and say, "Hey, by the way, you know you don't have your game shorts." On. He said, "I know." And he just came over. I was like, "All right, cool. What we got? What play we have? All right, cool." I, he's cool. I'm cool. I just kind of feel like in those moments you gotta just own you just, it. Hey, you know? right. you, you sure have to be do. like, right. like when you're late. You know, you just walk in and be like, I'm late. So what? Right. So yeah. Is that what Omari does? Going. No. Huh? Is that what Omari does? No. Uh, he's just no. there, look like he's been in an eight round bout <laughs> <laughs> and angry. He was yeah. So I, I yeah, at least they were black though. So your most yeah. embarrassing moment, and then we will do our final segment, and then we'll close. What was your that you can remember? My most embarrassing moment was just. So my whole rookie year, I only hit one three-pointer, and it was the last shot of the season, and I had to shoot it. Oh, that's crazy. I couldn't shoot. I couldn't shoot at all. And uh, and I remember, so it was like midway through, you know, midway through the season, and I get the ball in the baseline, and this is like third quarter. We're making a push. We were down, put the bench in. We're making a push. And these are the rare, one of the rare moments where I got in and it wasn't garbage time. I get it wide open on the baseline, and the whole arena was like, like when I went in the games my rookie year, like the arena would like sometimes have yeah. like a standing ovation right, or standing because right, right. there's just so many Asians in the stands. And I remember just shooting it and it was an air ball. And like it wasn't like an air ball, like, oh, like it's a little short, grazes a net. Like it was an air ball, like everything that went wrong could have went wrong. Like it wasn't straight. It wasn't like close. It was way long. It was to the left. Like it was like, it was like a pass, bro. Like it was honestly like a pass. So to, at what point did you know it was all bad? Like, on the release or like when midway? I caught it, when I caught the ball, <laughs> <laughs> because I was so far in my own head. And like, the other thing is like, I didn't know how to deal with a coach who like, wasn't, who didn't believe in me, you know? So like, right. I was there cause the owner wanted me there, but the coach didn't really, wasn't really feeling me. So I was just nervous, bro. So I, when I caught the ball, I was like, dude, I don't want to shoot it. But everyone was like, stand, like everyone was like cheering and because I was so open, I had to shoot it. And I already knew it wasn't going in. Man. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> did you did you do anything to play it off? Like I've seen guys like wipe, wipe their hands on their bad, pants or something, or they'll like look at their you know act confused that as to why it didn't me. go in. No, I, I, I went. I beeline 
100 miles an hour down the other side of the court and got in a defensive stance and was like, all right, all right just pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> we need to, get, we need to make this. that play back. <laughs> Let me get a steal or something. Yeah, Man, that bothers you me. You hate when people do the fake the fake out of, oh, my hands were too sweaty. Because uh, yeah. no, no, really I, 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 I do. I did it. I did it last night. <laughs> I did it last night. <laughs> like, God. And he was like, I, I hate me. Hey, look, they black you remember like that burning mat? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's great. What you got? <laughs> uh, rough night. It's mm-mm. now time for you all to slide in our DMs with our newest segment, and we are sliding into Jeremy Lin's DMs right now because we are going to ask him some questions from the people. Hang in there, buddy. In my DMs. <laughs> uh, my first question I'm very excited about because I actually wanted to ask you this. Um, after I heard you say this on live television, I'm going to say, so I'm not putting you on blast. Raptor L wants to know how many posters of Vince Carter did you have in your room growing up? I think I had like. What is? <laughs> <laughs> you. I think I had two. Stop it. Um, yeah. <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> I had two. And it was just the windmill the one. The rap, there's one. No, so there was one where it was like a whole bunch of yous doing like different dunks. Yeah, yeah. And it was like I remember that five one. of them yeah, or yeah. something I like that. I remember that. And then the other one was actually, um, wasn't really a poster, but I had this like oh, magazine, magazine, NBA Inside stuff, and I would cut yeah. out a ton of them. So I had like, you know, whatever, 10, 15 of them up there. And it was just all the top players at the yeah, time. I remember, I remember I had a bunch of posters on my wall. Did you have any Vince Carter posters? Yeah. Yeah. I had like shoes. Man, man. I had the shoes too. Right. I think it's crazy. I've been around a long time. We were time. all part of the club. Vince Carter club. I've been around a long time. Yeah. Just I guess. I had the Frederick Weiss joint too. Oh, I used to that get was, that was out of the Slam magazine. Yep, Slam. And then Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Sports Illustrated had the best posters for yes. a long time. Because it would be like the bifold ones. And, and then you could right, yeah, yeah, tear yeah, it yeah, out yeah. and just open it up. I had a couple of those. Right, it's crazy. So the answer to that one is two. Two. Two, yeah. yeah. Question number two from the John saying, what do NBA players commonly misunderstand about Asian culture? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say everything, honestly, just because a lot of NBA players haven't been exposed to it. And yeah. so a lot of people think the stereotypical things, um, thinking like, the equivalent would be if I thought that Pizza Hut was authentic Italian or something along those lines. <laughs> Dang. Um, which I'm not like offended by it. I just know it's there's just no you exposure just to it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that actually for my parents, like having to educate them and as they met a lot of my African-American teammates growing up, like my parents only knew what was in movies like Rush Hour. Like honestly, I had no idea about anything. And so... I'm actually really patient with it. And yeah. I had one teammate, I'm not I'm not gonna mention this name. Don't even try to get it out of me. But he was like, What's the difference between Chinese and Asian? Like I don't understand how you can be both. Oh, no. And I had to have like a 10 minute conversation with him and he still didn't understand it. And I was like trying to draw all these different analogies. Finally I drew an analogy in terms of like, you know being African and uh, and a, a country from Africa and how you can be both and and that one, you know, made sense, but he literally had no idea. A lot of people, th- you know, my, some of my teammates have thought I'm Japanese, Korean, don't really know what the difference is, think that, you know, they're like, oh, you're Chinese? You must love sushi. 
which I actually do love sushi. But, I was about uh, to say, you just got love sushi. I love sushi. But, but by the I way, mean, they think that's they're, they're thinking that it's like a, a Chinese thing. Right. Um, so uh, not a lot, but uh, I think that's the thing I love about the game. It just unifies everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's and common. Edu- yeah, it's a bond. It, it definitely educates too. I mean, if yeah, you take the time, like like sitting down talking, I think that's why our team dinners are are very helpful because you get to learn a little bit about somebody else's background and culture. Um, You know, we were talking, we were talking and I'll say this, I was asking, well, telling one of my favorite um, spots in in, in China was Taiwan. Like I had the best time Mm -hmm. in in Taiwan. It's very Americanized, but golly, man, they know how to have fun there. Would you agree? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, Taiwan is, that's where my little brother plays. That's where both my parents are from. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable, man. Like it's, you feel like I mean, it's, they're very American. As they speak English there, uh, and, I mean, you kind of you walk in and you, you get the best of both worlds there, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say the cultures are so different. I lived in Thailand for six months, which is not long enough oh, wow. to know, but Still. the culture is so different and like just norms. Like when you get back to whatever country, it's like if you put your feet on something in Thailand, like that is the biggest mm. sign of disrespect. Like that's like flipping someone off. Mm. So it's just weird to readjust. But it's called etiquette. Etiquette, yeah. yes. Do you want to try to pronounce this third to last name? It starts with a T. Oh, no, no. Ryan Lamb. There we go. How does it feel to, to be an inspiration to a whole ethnic group, especially for us Asians where certain stereotypes are still prevalent in society, which you kind of already answered. But I'm not going to lie. When I was young, I, tr- I tried to run from it. Um, all I ever wanted to do was be respected as a, as a hooper. And so mm-hmm. in college, every interview when I started playing well was like, Yo, he's uh, he plays at Harvard, but he's Asian. Like everything was, but he's Asian. And the whole story, I would talk about all this stuff, and the only thing they would ever talk about is how it was like to be an Asian and mm-hmm. doing that. And so I always, same with Linsanity, I was like, dude, stop talking about me being Asian. Respect me as for dude, my hoops. Yeah. And then as I got older, I really started to embrace it, and I'm like, man, I wouldn't ever have it any other way. Um, to be able to carry this mantle, to be able to blaze this trail. Um, you know, I think it's just awesome for me being Asian American is different, right? Like we see a lot of people from China, but we don't see a lot of Asian Americans. We don't see a lot of guards. They're typically like seven footers that mm-hmm. come over. Yes. Um, and so Very true. there's a lot of different things, elements, you know, the whole Harvard aspect of being a student athlete, which again, culturally is like in, in China, a lot of the kids get sent to basketball school and they don't, they aren't student athletes. They're only athletes. And then right. when they retire, like it's tough. Like you see Yao Ming going back and getting his high school diploma right. and things mm-hmm. like that. So there's a, there's been a lot of interesting um, dynamics, but I love everything about it now. I just try to be as real and as responsible as I can be, and that you know uh, includes admitting and confessing a lot of my mistakes or when I'm not perfect. Um, and I think those are you know a big part of the responsibility. And it makes you well. human too. Yeah, you got to be real with I your think, successes and failures. I think because. You know, young kids or people in general put us on such a, a high mantle. I think when somebody can admit their their faults, their mm-hmm. wrongs, their you know lack of knowledge of something, it kind of now makes us real and human, and humanizes us for, for the young people. Like, oh man, you know, I can still be myself, be a great basketball player, but still be human and respected yeah. as a human being. Which I said, think sometimes does not happen. Yeah, they yeah. see you as very high up. I did like Jeremy when you called someone out for saying that they could beat you in one on one or something, right? <laughs> Yeah, these people be out of pocket. That happens. That happens a lot. Yeah, like, that happens all the time when I walk down the street. Oh man, I it love just, that because you're so kind and like I feel like you don't. You're not like a 
Well, <laughs> after, after, after hearing what? about your poem, maybe you are a little petty, but oh, <laughs> all the way. But great. I do love great. that you like when someone says something you don't like, you're going to call them out for it. Yeah, so that's uh, because in a lot of Asian cultures, it's all about sa- it's called saving face, mm-hmm. and so that's like yep. the biggest thing you see that in Crazy Rich Asians, right? It's right, all right. about the the facade, like right. making sure that people on the outside don't see you as like having these major holes or flaws or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that affected me a lot where it's like, just be polite, just be the nice guy, whatever. And I realized like, there's a difference between like the, I I try to be like, you know, I try to be a humble servant and like live in that realm. But then like, there's a difference between trying to strive for that and being a doormat. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what I realized like midway through my career, even through the Linsanity thing where everyone's like, chink in the armor headlines or like a lot of stuff was like, oh, he's calculating trajectories and like oh very Asian, which look, don't get me wrong. Things are funny. Like when it's funny and it's not malicious, I'm cool with that. But a lot of the stuff that came out, the things that were coming out was just, show, just showed a lot of, um, what's the word? Just like disrespect or like ignorance? they were just oblivious. Yeah, they were ignorant. And so for me, that's when I was like, you know what? At a certain point, I'm going to start standing up for myself, which is why when someone challenges me in one-on-one, my first thing is always like, I'll play you for $1,000 or I'll play you for $10,000. Whatever you want. Like, let's Damn. do it. <laughs> let's get it. Because right. I know, because yeah, right yeah. then and there, they're like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm now serious. we're putting money on it. Right. Like, yeah. I'll play you for ten. I really yeah. will. Like, yeah, bring $10,000. I'll bring $10,000 and, bring $10, and right. we'll play to whatever go. rules you want. And then let's go. Because I think for me, like, I understand that, like, I'm not just going to disrespect you or I'm not going to, like, talk to you in a, in a condescending way. But I'm also going to stand up for myself and let, let you know that you can't just think any which way. About and I'll me. say this to people all the time, you know, where, you, you know, sit in the barbershop and you're like, oh, this guy can't play. He's terrible. He's what I was like, well, just because you're sitting on your couch right. <laughs> and you're watching TV and this guy looks like he's terrible. Right. It's a lot different when you see him live. Like, mm-hmm. they might not play. In the NBA, that doesn't mean they're good players. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They, they have just a job. Just YouTube any NBA players' yeah. college highlights. Yeah. And you'll be like, yeah, just, yeah. wow, yeah, this dude is a stud. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, and that's what people t- fail to, to realize. Like, man, don't let your eyes deceive you. It's in real life, these guys know how to play. And, yeah. you know, we, we train every day whether you feel like we're good or not. So when we get somebody what we consider as an amateur player, yeah, destroy. Even like the now seventeenth man or whoever, you know, the two way guys. Anyone in the Those G League, really, and they yeah. they play harder than anybody they do. because yeah. they they're really trying do. to last. Right. So yeah. that's I mean, like a guy on our team, like for. Daniel Hamilton. Man. I'll put him against any, bro. He can score so yeah. crazy. These Just, guys are so, so good. Yeah. They're so, yeah, everyone, man. everyone at this level is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I mean, it's different levels to it, which people don't realize because we always feature. The highest level. And, right. and it's relative. Like you put someone next to somebody else's starters. You're talking Jimmy Butler, LeBron, or Anthony. Right. Day. You're putting yourself next to the top of the top of the top. That doesn't right. mean that you're scrum. Right. Right. It's, it's just, relative like, to yeah. them. You're yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there's so many factors that go into like playing that well. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right. your coaches yeah, are yeah, telling yeah, exactly. you you're allowed to do. Yep. Yeah. Like Team, that. all that stuff. You know, dying. People don't, don't think about all that. You know, and I tell you, when you step on that basketball court, and and check ball. Come on with it. When it's, it's go time, it's go time. <laughs> yeah. And the first thing they're gonna probably do is what? Uh, cramp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. I'm tired. Because I always say I'm gonna play. If I'm gonna play an amateur, I'm gonna play you like no, this playoff basketball. Thing. No, you're supposed to do that. Yeah, well, you're supposed to do right. that. Right. No, and I'm going to. Yeah, don't tell me. <laughs> right. Right. Don't call me. You out. call me out. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna play, and I always say, you know, and my thing is, I'm gonna play you like it's playoff basketball. No question. You know, that's how I'm gonna play no because question. I want you to understand what it's really like because. I see you go through every time you drive, you get hit, you get knocked down, and 
we shake it off like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't man, see that every that. day. You don't yeah. go through that every day. Ain't doing that. It's, it's different. You right. know? If I took some of those falls, man, especially you all the time, like I think my back. We've talked I about fell, this last year. Uh, I got knocked out of the air against Cleveland last year, two years ago. I went up. LeBron tried to take a charge at home. And I did like a little simmer, like a little somersault. Fell on my back. Man, it hurt so bad. Shaq did that to me. But I all he up. did was just standing there like this and he flatlined me. I was well, trying yeah. to dunk the ball and I flatlined. I don't get up high enough to know what you guys are talking about. I was just looking at the lights about. like, what just happened? You know, but Dude. I mean, I, I see the, we, that floor is, is, is not forgiving. No, man. No. You, you, don't, you don't just bounce up all the time. And we do it all the time where we look at it as like, boom, he hit the floor. And we're like, ooh, and, he, and we get right back up. D-Wade. The average guy is not doing that. No. Yeah, D-Wade had a whole uh, um, marketing thing behind it. Fall down seven, get up eight. Like that was his whole career. Just you know, he would fall so much. Takes a toll. Man, I get take. knocked down, but I get up again. That's it for this week of Winging It with Vince Carter and Ken Bazemore, and today Jeremy Lin. As always, don't forget to rate us five stars wherever five you get stars. your podcasts. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to write into us at Winging It the Podcast at Gmail dot com, and we will answer your questions on our show. Until next time. VCZ base Jeremy. <laughs> that was so Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>